You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. Hey guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. This episode is another sample episode. So we're drinking a couple of samples that has been provided by my good friend Martinus, aka bourbon underscore patty at Instagram. Now Martinus is also a regular guest on my Spirits People live streams over on Instagram that we do every Tuesday. So if you haven't checked those out yet, feel free to pop over there and join us in the chat in one of those streams. Also, if you like this podcast, why not check out the behind the scenes video recordings of me rambling along in the background doing some random commentary and some outtakes. And uh, yeah, it's it's... It's a pretty good laugh. So yeah, if you want to check that out, it's available to all of my Patreon supporters. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash spirits people and you can check all of those out. There's a handful of those already now. So so yeah, there's enough for a good laugh and uh, hopefully you will enjoy that as well. So I think that's enough self-promotion. So let's jump into this week's episode. But before we dive in, and do a quick reminder of the format. So I'll be starting off the first section with the appearance and the nose, and then I'll come back after a short break where I'll give you my tasting notes. So we'll wrap the whole thing up with a conclusion and a potential blind guess. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. Let's jump into this week's episode. to jump into the appearance and the nosing. So I have the two spirits here in front of me. I always do two spirits and uh, we always refer to them as spirit A and spirit B. We also have a couple of coins sitting on top of the glass and I'll call them out real quick. So on spirit A, I have the first Patreon supporter of all of my efforts, Mr. Vin PF from No Nonsense Whiskey sitting over here on spirit A. On top of Spirit B, we have a handmade coin made by the legends over on the YouTube channel, New Dram Drinker. So thanks again to these, and these are both Patreon supporters of mine. And uh, yeah, just wanted to call those out. And the coins are, of course, sitting on the glass so that the aromas do not escape as we do these kind of tastings. So I'm going to jump into Spirit A and I'll take you through the process that I always do. And we will start with the appearance. So looking at Spirit A, we're looking at a clear spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that in the glass. And the intensity is a medium and the color is amber. So yeah, it's a nice dark color in the glass. Uh, There's a nice amber hue to it. And when we look at the suggested texture, which we always kind of do before we jump into the nose. So we're actually looking at uh, 
a quite high viscosity or high suggestive viscosity of this spirit here. So I'm swirling the spirit in the glass and the ring of oil kind of sits and then once the oil starts to pull down, we can make a quick kind of assessment. And it's really sitting there for quite some time. And when the legs are starting to pull down, they're quite slow and they're quite thick. So yeah, potentially a very high viscosity spirit here with spirit A. So uh, yeah, this should be very interesting. So jumping into the nose, we're dealing with a clean nose. There's no faulty aromas or anything like that. And the intensity on the nose is a medium. So there's no real sense of aroma characteristics coming out of the glass at a chin's distance. However, at the bottom of the nose, there's quite a lot of things coming out. So I'll, I'll start talking you guys through those kind of aromas now because there's there's quite a lot. So the first thing I'm getting here, and um, I think this is potentially a hint towards the raw materials, which is the stuff that I always look for in the very beginning when I know it's a spirit. So I'm getting this sensation of sweet corn and there's some toffee, there's some vanilla as well. So those are quite classic American whiskey notes and especially on the bourbon side of things. So it's a kind of classic bourbon opening, if you will, on the nose. So especially the sweet corn, when you get that sensation is, is usually a, a clear giveaway. However, not always, because you also can get that where, where you have the sweet corn as a secondary grain on rye whiskey, but yeah, it's quite pronounced on the on the sweet corn side of things. And then there's the toffee, and then there's the vanilla and stuff to kind of support that American whiskey theory at this early stage of the of the assessment. There's also some other sweeter notes kind of coming through once you get over that kind of initial bump of sweetness. So I'm also getting some honey. I'm also getting some fresh orange peel, like very nice and oily orange peel there. And then there is a hint of, of malt, there's like there's a maltiness kind of lingering that kind of followed that orange peel. I wasn't really sure what to do with that at this point. So I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll make the mention of it at least because it was quite an odd place to, to have that kind of multi note in, in, in my experience. But, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll see what happens as we kind of go through the entire episode here. So following that malty note, I was starting to get some of that spice that you would also normally get on a bourbon. So there's some cinnamon, there's some cloves, and then it was a little bit of a, a gingerbread coming up, um, which I, I typically get on a rye whiskey. However, it wasn't as significant as the sweet corn, so it is potentially a kind of punch a little bit out of that rye grain, which could be the secondary grain on this bourbon here. So the sweet corn could be the primary grain and then the rye could be the secondary grain and then maybe because that maltiness is there is like that maybe it's a high malt bourbon but yeah I think it's pretty early to 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 make that kind of call but I think yeah there's there's some very interesting notes definitely coming out here so in terms of the other notes that I was able to pick out, um, there was a little bit of a floral note to the end there. Uh, I wasn't exactly able to pinpoint what kind of flowers we're looking at here, but there was definitely this sensation of, of a floral note. And then also, which which I also tend to look for is that, uh, that, that aging, that kind of maturation sensation. So there was some dry toasted oak. There wasn't necessarily a lot of char or anything like that. Normally I get those kind of 
sensations of burnt toast or, or, or just char. But in this case, I wasn't really picking out any of those kind of very dark flavors on the, on the woody side. However, I was able to pick out this kind of dry sensation of, of oak and maybe, maybe some toasted oak. So yeah, there was, there was some in there from the maturation side of things, but it wasn't necessarily quite, quite the presence that I would normally get on, on a bourbon. And so, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to think about what, what that means. It could mean many things. So, um, I'll kind of process that in the back of my mind here as, as we continue through the episode as well. So just a few other notes that I, I jotted down here. So there was actually quite a lot of aromas. Like there was a lot of different things here and, and I'm sure there's more that will kind of become apparent as we go through. But I think just off the bat, there was a lot of these things kind of happening and they're all kind of happening at the same time. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a competing aspect of the nose. It was a quite well-balanced nose, but there was just quite a lot coming at you quite fast. So it's, it was quite impressive, if you will. So, so yeah, just kind of put that down there. And um, also one thing I, I noted was that there was not really a lot of ethanol on the nose. It just, it just felt quite soft, although the aromas were quite clear. So I think the integration of the ethanol into those aroma characteristics could also mean something. It could mean that maybe there's some some extended aging here, although there's a conflict with the, the lack of the the char and stuff like that from the barrel. But what you sometimes do see is that if there is an an older spirit, some of that kind of aroma characteristic will blend in with the ethanol and the ethanol doesn't necessarily come through as sharp because it's it's been blended in with with those aromas a little bit more but yeah again not necessarily sure exactly what this means but again something i jotted down here so that i would have that as kind of a a a reference when i when i jump into the palette so the last thing i did put down here was that it has a like a dryness to it. There's a little bit of a dryness. So it wasn't necessarily a leathery note, but it was that dry toasted oak that kind of was always present as you were nosing. All the other things were kind of coming out of the glass. However, that dryness was was quite pronounced as part of the overall profile on the nose here. So again, a thing that could suggest some age, but um yeah, the the thing that uh, again conflicts with that is the lack of 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 char and 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 those kind of notes. But again, could be that this has been lowered down on the proof because when you do that, sometimes you can you can hide those kind of oaky flavors. But yeah, we'll see. So talking about the proof, the last thing I'll say on Spirit A is that I think it's probably a quite low ABV, I'll put it at this point in between 45 and 50%. Uh, it's really quite unclear to me at this point where it's going to be. So I think, yeah, on the palette, we'll kind of see where where we land on the, on the guess on the ABV. But yeah, at this point, I'm not sure. The only thing I will say that I think it's probably, yeah, on, on the lower side. I don't think we're dealing with a barrel proof anything here. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right, that was a bit of a spiel there on Spirit A, so I'm going to put this down and I'm going to jump over to Spirit B. 
So we're looking at a clear spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that. And the intensity and the color is a deep gold. So when you look at the color of something in a glass, and obviously, and I haven't mentioned this for a few episodes, but I do follow the WSET systematic approach to tasting here. So what it does is that it gives me a very distinct range of colors and intensity that I follow. And this just means that I have a consistent color assessment across the board, regardless of of what spirit I look at. So I always tend to look at the hue first to see what kind of density we get on the color. And then after that, I tend to look at the intensity of that hue So sometimes you get something that is a deep gold, such as this one. However, although the intensity is deep, it is not as dark in the glass as Spirit A, because Spirit A has the hue of amber, but only an intensity of of medium. So if you can imagine that you have a very, very deep gold Spirit in the glass, however, a medium amber would still look like it's darker. So yeah, that that may seem a little bit odd, and uh, yeah, I may have to provide you with a, um, a a graphic to kind of support that. But that's kind of the the assessment that I go through, if you will, just to have some consistency in in assessing all these spirits that I'm trying. So moving on from that, that was a random side note there. So moving into the suggested texture here. So the viscosity and kind of the the way the spirit behaves in the glass here would suggest that it's a little bit more on the medium side of viscosity. So spirit A would have a suggested viscosity of high and this here is probably more towards a medium. So jumping into the nose, we're dealing with a clean nose here. So there's no faulty aromas or anything like that. And similar to spirit A, the intensity is also a medium. So moving into the aroma characteristics on Spirit B, whatever similarities that these would have up until this point is is completely over because they're complete different spirits altogether. So I'll 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 take you through it and then I'll I'll kind of highlight those differences as well. And just a quick note here, so if you're a new listener, all of my tasting notes are available in the show notes of this podcast. So if you want to go in and have a look and compare, you're free to do that at any time. So just moving into the characteristics here. So the fresh lemon peel that jumps out of this glass from the very beginning is quite extreme. And it's followed by this overripe banana sensation. So if you can imagine like the nosing of Spirit A, where you get this classic kind of bourbon, sweet corn, some toffee, vanilla, honey, and then the spices and stuff like that. On this one here, it was almost like like a vanilla vanilla dessert. So we have like this lemon peel, overripe bananas, vanilla, almost like a vanilla ice cream. There's butterscotch followed by that. And then the the funny thing is here is that uh, <laughs> I'm getting these, the sensation of gummy bears. Like it's a very sweet sensation and it's almost like an artificial sweetness to it. Not not in a bad way, but gummy bears is, is as soon as that popped into my head, that was like, that was it. 
it smells like gummy bears. And then there's some gingerbread and there's also like some fresh grass and maybe some 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 newly baked white bread. The nose here is very strange, uh, <laughs> but it's a very pleasant nose actually. So it just took me by surprise a little bit as I was um, as I was picking up the glass. And a lot of these things, obviously, we can start to interpret some of these nodes into what this means. But uh, yeah, as as you can imagine, it's a very very different sensation altogether from from Spirit A here. Again, the similarities are really that there was quite a lot of things coming out of the glass at first. Um, also similar to Spirit A, they didn't really compete. They were quite well balanced. But yeah, they were kind of eager to get out of the glass there. So um, so yeah, very, very cool, very interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited about tasting these because I have a feeling that it will be a little bit easier for me to figure out what we're dealing with because this one here is a little bit of a mystery at this point. So yeah, just in other notes and in and, and, and summary, if you will, like this is a much sweeter profile and it's a lot more delicate in terms of of the characteristics overall. It doesn't have that kind of dryness to it. It's more fruit forward. It's more floral on the nose altogether than Spirit A. So a few things I did jot down here was that it could potentially mean that it is a weeded whiskey, but it also has some of these rye characteristics. So I think it's a little bit too early to to narrow things down too much, but it did appear to me that the softness that was coming off of the nose and this kind of like very, very fresh and very fruity sweetness that it had to it um, could be anywhere in between a weeded and a rye whiskey. But uh, but yeah, at this point, I think I'll leave it at that and just, just leave it as a comment. And then yeah, we'll, we'll pick it back up when we look at the palette. So the final note here is on the ABV and uh, yeah, similar to Spirit A, there was not really a lot of ethanol sharpness coming out, um, although there was a little bit, but it felt like this one here was a little bit more subdued than the the other Spirit here. So I think Spirit B is probably lower in ABV than Spirit A. But again, that can change when we go into the tasting. So yeah, I think I'll wrap this session up with that and uh, jump into the tasting. All right, and we're back with the tasting notes. So what a couple of interesting spirits. And uh, yeah, obviously you guys will know what these are from the title of this episode, but as we all know, I have absolutely zero idea at this point. So all I have is my nose and my palate and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how far that takes me today. So spirit A, starting with the sweetness. And uh, yeah, as always, when we say sweetness, it is whether or not I think there's any added sugar to this spirit. And uh, Spirit A, in my wildest of guess, is a dry spirit. So no added sugar from what I can tell. 
When we jump into the texture, it is quite the presence. So it's very mouth filling, it's very warming, and it actually does pull through in terms of the suggested texture from the appearance. It is a very high viscosity in the mouth. It's very oily, very thick, and the intensity of all of the characteristics coming through is pronounced. So a very big flavorful spirit in the mouth and I will stand by the fact that I think this is a bourbon. I think a lot of these characteristics will lean towards that profile. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk you guys through it. So the first thing I get on the palette here is caramel. So we've kind of moved from this lighter, more sugary toffee thing that I was getting on the nose and moved into a little bit of a darker note, which is very typical transition between a nose and, and the palate. Like the nose will pick up more sweetness and the palate tends to pick up more bitter notes and darker notes. So yeah, the caramel is the kind of representation of the toffee I was getting on the nose. And I'm also starting to get some of those very classic bourbon flavor characteristics such as peppercorn, the cinnamon and cloves we're carrying through. I'm also getting the gingerbread, which was also a nice link back to the nose there. Starting to get some drier and, and, and darker notes as well, such as some coffee beans that uh, were quite pronounced, actually. The coffee beans and the peppercorns were kind of quite present on the palate. So something that was kind of added to the profile as I was uh, from the nosing and, and, and into the tasting there. So yeah, really quite really quite interesting how it how it's evolved. Like there was no coffee beans on the nose. I continue to kind of nose it as I go through the tasting as well, but there was no coffee beans coming off of the nosing. But yeah, very present on the palate. The orange peel was also present on the palate, however, less so than a fresh orange peel. It was more of a dried orange peel now. So it's kind of changed a little bit of profile. It feels a little bit older on the palate. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a dried orange peel sensation I was getting. And now I'm also starting to get some of that maturation sensation on it. So I'm getting the burnt toast. I'm also getting some charred oak on the palate here, which is clear indicator of, of that kind of aging in, in, a, in a barrel. And also lastly, those kind of floral notes I was getting on the nose is, is quite present also on the palate. And uh, yeah, it was also like towards a, f a fragrant spirit, almost like a perfumey note. So yeah, really quite interesting. And then something I also jotted down here as I was sipping on it, it has a little bit of a burn going down. So I actually think that my assessment of the ABV on the nose is, is a little bit too low. So I'll, I'll bump that up to probably around 55%. Um, I think on the nose we said 45 towards maybe 50, but I think we're probably looking at something that's a little bit higher than that, just just kind of assessing it and, and the way it kind of feels in the mouth and it kind of swells up on the side of my tongue and stuff like that. So, so yeah, probably around 55% would be my guess. And then lastly on the finish, it was quite a long and, and very complex finish with a lot of links back to those flavor characteristics. So actually quite a beautiful journey, if you will. So we always talk about the journey in terms of like how everything follows through from the initial assessment in the glass through the nosing and then into the palate. So on this finish, there was a lot of these things kind of lingering and cloves and coffee beans were 
kind of the two more pronounced notes that were kind of lingering for quite some time. There was also this hint of, of orange peel, almost like maybe the bitter side of the orange peel. So the inside, which is the kind of bitter pith, if you will, of, of the peel was there along with those kind of orange peel notes as well, like the oils from the outside. And then finally on the finish, there was this sensation of, of floral notes and, and this kind of fragrant sensation as well. So it was it was co- quite complex actually, and it was a very, very long finish on, on Spirit A, which is one of the key hints for me personally when I taste something, and, and maybe this is actually a good way to look at it, like this long and complex finish is a hint that we're looking at something that is a high quality spirit because it it just kind of sits with you and it's beautifully linked throughout all these other characteristics through the nose and and the palate. So to the quality assessment, and again, as objective as anyone can be in my opinion, and obviously I'll hope to back this up with all the notes that I've given you guys, is that this lives in the outstanding category. It is an absolute beautiful spirit, all the links through the journey that it's taken me on all the way from assessing it in the glass, nosing it, tasting it, just a very, very beautiful and very, very complex spirit. So finally, my guess on what this is, and obviously, as always, I could be completely wrong, but I do think that this is a bourbon and potentially a high rye mash bill because of some of those kind of gingerbread notes that I kept getting throughout the journey that we just talked about. And also those kind of burnt toast notes and and charred oak notes I was getting on the palate. From that, I would probably give it an age of probably eight towards maybe 10 years old. And um, yeah, from, and I'll I'll give it one more push because those kind of floral and and quite fragrant notes is something I get from, from a very specific distillery and obviously, again, I could be wrong, but Four Roses is one of those distilleries where I'm always getting those kind of floral notes that kind of just lingers. And, and it definitely feels like that this spirit is something that I've had before. There was this almost like a familiarity to this spirit that is like, I feel like I feel like I know this. But yeah, the total of the guests, so a high rye bourbon, maybe eight to ten years and then potentially within the Four Roses catalog. So so yeah, we'll see what happens. And um, as always, this could be a terrible mistake and um, it'll be a good laugh. So there's that. <laughs> All right, so quickly moving over to Spirit B and again, a full assessment here. So again, starting with the sweetness, I think we're looking at a dry spirit. There's no sugar added to the spirit from what I could tell. In terms of the texture, it was quite silky, um, which just is another word for smooth, which is one of those words that everyone loves to hate. So yeah, it's quite silky in the mouth. It was overly sweet, if you will. There's this sweetness to it that we, we determined from the nosing of the spirit, and it's kind of definitely carried through, but not in a way that I feel like it's been added afterwards. So I think the sweetness definitely comes from this fruity, uh, fruity notes that I was getting. And then, yeah, in terms of the viscosity, I think it may be a little bit lower than what we thought. It's probably like a very light towards a medium viscosity in the mouth. I think 
from the appearance, we did say that it was probably around a medium. I think it's a little bit lighter than that. It wasn't really that powerful. Also on the intensity, I think we're sitting smack in the middle there. I think we're looking at a medium intensity. The flavor characteristics coming through were there, but it wasn't it wasn't as powerful as as some of the things that we saw on Spirit A. It was a little bit more subdued. So moving into the flavor characteristics, we are definitely seeing some links as well here on Spirit B all the way into the palette. So some of the things I was getting straight off the bat was this fresh ginger sensation followed by this ripe banana and, and almost like artificial gummy bear type note that I was I was getting on the nose. I think it's definitely carrying through. I'm not sure if I'm mixing up this banana note and 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 this kind of artificial sugary gummy bear sensation in into one they definitely feel like i definitely feel like they're both there but yeah it just feels one of those like strange notes that like you should just kind of figure out what it is rather than talking about gummy bears but uh but hey that's that's what i'm getting so that's that's what i'll i'll put in there <laughs> So in terms of other notes, there's also some vanilla coming through. And again, this kind of fresh grass note was also there that I was that was getting little hints of on the nose. It's kind of definitely more present on the palate. There's some other quite sweet notes. There's some honey, some fresh lemon peel. There's also some hints of fresh pear on the palate here. And then similar to Spirit A, I was also getting a little bit of that kind of floral and fragrant note, not as not as powerful as on Spirit A, but I definitely feel like there's some of that kind of perfumey sensation that was that was lingering a little bit. And then finally, there's a hint of oak and this hint of like some char kind of sitting in the back. And also, as we did in the beginning, when we assessed the appearance, we did say that there was a lighter hue on Spirit B than on spirit a so it does lead me to believe that this is a younger spirit and probably towards a rye whiskey because of all these kind of fresh notes but again i will say that this spirit is is definitely one that has me baffled a little bit i'm definitely not very confident saying that this is a rye whiskey however a lot of these things will lean towards this being a rye whiskey so that is going to be my guess it's probably quite young if that is the case, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. So one other note I did put down was that there was a little bit of bitterness coming through at the very end here. And when we talk on the finish as well, there's a little bit of that kind of bitterness. And it's, I don't know if it's like a tannin or something. It, it felt like it was it was a bitterness that was coming from that oak sensation, but it was pretty hard to place so yeah, I'm not necessarily sure. So I just kind of put it down there as, as something to consider. Um, but yeah, overall, it just remains as like very sweet and almost to some degree a quite simple spirit in a way. There's a lot of these, a lot of these notes are not necessarily that integrated. It felt like there was a little bit of a disconnect between some of them, um, but regardless, a lot of them are kind of carrying through from the nose into the palate. So I think the intent of this spirit is is not to be this 
super well balanced like all integrated spirit i think it's very much intended that these uh, individual flavor characteristics should have their say um, and it really is a very nice spirit to to consume in a, in, a, in a way although i'll say it's not as good as spirit a in in my opinion here so on the finish finally we're talking about a medium finish there was some complexity far from as complex as spirit a here but there is this banana note that continuously just sit and it it kind of leans on this oaky sensation as i talked about a second ago there's this this strange little bit of bitterness kind of coming through and i think it has this oaky sensation to it but the banana note i will say and it just under underlines the entire character and profile of this spirit like a very very sweet but also quite quite simple overall um and i know that's not a fair fair assessment because i do feel like and i'll go to the quality level here because i do feel like this is a very good categorized spirit so i'll put it in the in the very good category here and when i say simple i think it's just the fact that it it has less range like there's a lot of notes but they're kind of a lot of the same category of notes there's a lot of fresh fruity notes here and and a lot of them kind of sit within this kind of sweet character if you will so that's what i mean when i when i say simple here just to just to kind of clarify so the final guess here as i said before rye whiskey i'll probably put it at maybe three to four years because of the some of the immaturities that i was detecting here kind of feels right that it's a younger spirit and those kind of ginger notes definitely makes me think of a rye whiskey but again if this was something completely different i definitely would not be too surprised because yeah this spirit definitely has me baffled a little bit so so yeah i think i'll leave it at that so yeah i'll, I'll jump over and find the note here and uh, i will be back with the result back with the result <laughs> two rye whiskeys here so um, i'm obviously way off here so uh <laughs> although there's there are things that make sense and and then there's things that kind of just throw me off as as always so um so yeah here we go spirit a kentucky peerless small batch rye whiskey yeah not too bad actually some of these things make sense. The gingerbread definitely makes sense now. I definitely feel like the sweet corn was coming through a lot more on the nose. And uh, yeah, I haven't had this for a while. So yeah, I might have to revisit this. I actually do not have, I don't have a bottle of this, but I do have a little bit left in the sample bottle. So, so yeah. Second one here, so Spirit B is the Crown Royale Northern Harvest Rye. So I've never had this, and I don't know if this is the one that was the the kind of winner of, of the big spirits category over in, uh, in San Francisco there, but yeah, I've never had any of these Northern Harvest Ryes before, as far as I recall. 
But uh, man, was that interesting. It was just such a weird, such a weird spirit. So, so yeah, interesting. At least the guess was right. This was a rye whiskey. However, I don't know if this is actually three to four years old. But um, yeah, the ABV was, was pretty spot on here. So, so yeah, that's it. That's how it goes. Blind tasting, as always. <laughs> All right, so I think we will close it out and I'll do that with these final words. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. And uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, please do consider subscribing. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher at the moment. And also don't miss out on the behind the scenes and all the outtakes and random rambles and comments that I have in between the sections here. And it is available to all tiers over on my Patreon page. So head over to patreon.com forward slash spirits people and check that out. And yeah, so finally, I will say thank you to Martinus for providing me with these samples. And uh, yeah, if you do have an idea of what I should be tasting, and even if you want to donate a couple of samples or do some swaps with me, then yeah, head over and reach out to me on Instagram at spirits people. So yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for checking in and I hope to see you next week. Cheers.